0: let somebody shout hallelujah if you know that this morning the lord will... this morning i want us to open our bible to the book of jonah chapter one and i'm going to be reading from verse one to verse three as we continue with our series jonah chapter one from verse one to verse three the bible says now the word of the lord came to jonah the son of Amittai, saying arise from the presence of the Lord. I want to pray for somebody this morning that in the journey of this week you will not enter into a wrong ship in the mighty name of Jesus. I say as we go in the journey of this week, none of us will enter into a wrong ship in the name of Jesus. This morning by the grace of God, I will be exhorting us very, very briefly on what I have titled the power of a right attitude, the power of a right attitude, attitude, attitude. You know last, last week we talked about Jonah, the prodigal prophet and I, I mentioned to us from the series that God wants us to have the right attitude. as we see that Jonah did not have the right attitude. Jonah have the wrong attitude, Toward the will of God, although he know he knows the will of God, but he had the wrong attitude towards it. Jonah also had the wrong attitude towards the word of God, despite the fact that the word of God came to him, but he chose to disobey. And then Jonah also had the wrong attitude toward the city of Nineveh. And and lastly. Jonah also had the wrong attitude towards the Gentiles. And I mentioned to us that if we are going to do anything for God, our attitude must be right. And we just want to take a little step further into looking at the word attitude. When we talk about attitude, attitude uh, means a settled way of thinking. Or feeling about someone or something, and when we talk about attitude, attitude involve our self belief, what we believe about about something, or what we believe about someone, our willingness to make sacrifice. That's also talking about attitude. Our our uh, a, being able to move out of comfort zone is also. An element of attitude. You know, when God called Jonah, Jonah did not want to leave his comfort zone to go to Nineveh. Then when when we talk about attitude, attitude also involves action. Especially the right and the correct action. And attitude also involves our commitment to our goals. So attitude, attitude. I'm just going to give us maybe... Uh, six to seven points about what we we know about attitude even as we go in the journey of this week because that will help us with everything we do whether in our career or in our business or in our spiritual engagement number one when it comes to attitude our attitude will determines our approach to life if you look at the story we just read because from the onset, Jonah did not have the right attitude about, about the city of Nineveh. It affected his behavior. It's, it affected his reaction to the message that God gave to him. And our attitude will tell us what we should expect from life. For example, just like a, like an airplane, if our, if our nose is pointed up, We are taking off. But if it is pointed down, we may be headed for a crash. I pray that will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. So our attitude determines our approach to life. Which means when we wake up in the morning, if we have the correct and a good attitude, that means for that day, we may be going up. But if from the onset, when we wake up, we have a wrong attitude, it can affect our behavior, it can affect our action throughout the day. No wonder the book of Proverbs 23, verse 7, the Bible says, For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And sometimes, the change that we expected from others might need to start from us. The, the change that we expected from others might need to start from us. I pray God will give us understanding the name of Jesus. Though God was calling prophet Jonah to go and cry out against the city of Nineveh because of their wickedness. (laughs) But because Jonah had a right attitude, he was not even ready to allow God to begin the work of transformation in his own life. Not to talk of God, you know, working on the transformation of the city of Nineveh. Because the messenger himself was having a wrong attitude. So there was no way God will use that kind of messenger until when God first walked upon him to have the right attitude towards the city of Nineveh. So our attitude determines our approach to life. Then number two, our attitude can determine our relationship with other people. Because Jonah had a wrong attitude about the city of Nineveh, he was not ready to associate with them. But guess what? Sometimes people around us are the ones that God might use for our blessings or for our promotions or to help us in the time of need. People around us, and sometimes God may even use people that we don't know to be of help to us. So the, the the fact that city of Nineveh was like an enemy to the children of Israel, you know, it discouraged Jonah to want to go there or to have anything to do with them, because Jonah counted as a as being a patriotic you know, as being a Israelite not to go to the city of Nineveh to go and preach unto them. So our 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 attitude. With determines our relationship with people all of life is impacted by our relationship with other people yet establishing relationships sometimes can be very difficult in fact there was a research that was carried out some time ago uh, by Stanford uh, Research Institute and from the research they find out that the money that we make in life the money that we all mix in life make in life are only determined by 12.5 percent of our knowledge and 87.5 percent by our ability to deal with people look at that so which means if we are going to make more money in life if you are going to make more uh if let's say for example if you are going to make more in life if you are going to influence more people in life then we must have the correct attitude when it comes to relationship when it comes to relationship the reason why many people will not be able to get or secure a good job is because of their attitude maybe for example during the interview the interview panel discovered that this one doesn't have people's attitude some people are just bad with people although they are very experienced they have the knowledge they have the technical know-how they know what they are doing, but when it comes to dealing with people, they have bad attitude. And an employer would rather go for somebody who has people skill and they can train on the job to do the job than to hire somebody with a bad attitude with people. And that's why the research come out with the, with this conclusion that they, you know in life, many people make more money because of their good relationship. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. The book of Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 to 4, I'm reading this from New Living Translation. The Bible said, but don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. Look at that. If we want to have a good relationship with people, we must always think of others first. We must always think of others as better than ourselves. And look at verse 4. Don't look for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. The reason why many many marriages are affected is because husband is only looking for his own interest. Wife is always looking for for her own interest. And because of that, they, they are not able to come together as one. But when we seek each other's interest, it will help our relationship to grow. And that is one of the effects of attitude. One of the reasons why Christ was more popular with sinners, with Gentiles, was because he had an open mind with them. You know, there were times the Bible says Christ was eating with sinners. Whereas the Pharisees that knows the law that were called to be the doctors of the law. They don't want to do anything. They don't want to have anything to do with sinners. And when, when it, whenever they see Jesus, you know, hanging around with sinners to preach to them, they always want to castigate him. And no wonder Christ was able to reach many, many people when he was when when he was alive. In fact, there are several times if you are reading from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, several times the Bible mentioned multitude strunging towards him, looking for him, because Jesus places the interest of others above his own interest. And that's attitude, attitude. Number three, often our attitude is the only difference between success and failure. Our attitude is only different between success and failure. Failure or success is caused more by mental attitude than by mere mental capacity, failure or success. Look at look at Jonah. Jonah was already heading towards failure because of wrong attitude to the city of Nineveh. He was ready to resign from his prophetic office and just run away from the presence of God because of his wrong attitude towards a city. In fact, there was there was a there was a research that was made also that our attitude quotient or our attitude quality is more important than our iq that is than our intelligence quotient our heart our aq is much more important than our iq and for us to succeed in life our attitude must be positive the reason why many people will not be able to pass an exam is because not 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 because they didn't study they studied they know They understand the syllabus, but even before they write the exam, they believe that they will fail it. And when they get to the exam, oh, they perform very poorly. You know, the book of Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, the Bible says, For I know that I can do all things. Look at that. Through Christ, who strengthens me or who gives me strength. Job was talking in Job 23 verse 10. He said, But he but, he, he, but he knoweth the way that I take. And when he has tried me, I shall comfort as good. Look at that. Job didn't consider his uh, test or trial as a punishment. He said, After God has tried me, I know it is for my own good. I will comfort as good. I will comfort as good. Then number four. Our attitude at the beginning of a task, we affect its outcome more than anything else. The attitude we have at the beginning of doing something, it will affect its outcomes more than anything else. For example, in Luke chapter five, from verse one to eleven, when Jesus Christ met with Peter, you know Peter was at the point of failure. You know he was already washing his net, ready to give up. And Jesus bore, you know borrowed Peter's boat. Thank God Peter released released the boat to Jesus. And after using the boat to preach to multitude, Jesus instructed Peter. He said, launch out your, your, your net into the into the into the river and uh, for you know for you to uh, for you to catch multitude of fish. And Peter, although he argued, but he said, nevertheless, at your word, I will, I will launch it out. And because Peter had the right attitude at the beginning, when he first encountered with Jesus, the right attitude that Peter had was that he borrowed his boat to Jesus. He could have said, no, I'm ready. I've am i ready, already worked myself out overnight and I caught nothing. I'm ready to just go home. You can't just be coming at this point and be asking for my boat. I'm, I'm done for the day. I'm going home. But thank God. Peter had the right attitude. And because of the right attitude that Peter had, the Bible says he enclosed a great multitude of fish in the long run. I pray that God will help us in Jesus' name. So our attitude at the beginning of a task, and that was what almost affected Jonah. Because right from the beginning, when God called him for that assignment, Jonah did not want to obey God. But thank God he repented and changed. But that could have affected the ministry of Jonah all the way. And David I didn't go to Nineveh. Maybe God would have destroyed him. Maybe God would have looked for somebody else to do their to do the assignment. So our and that's why we must have a right attitude at the beginning of anything we want to do. We want to apply for a job, we want to apply for for anything, want to you know, want to do any project. We must at the beginning make sure that we have the right attitude. For that thing we must have the positive attitude that what we want to do it will it will succeed then number four our attitude can turn our problems into blessings when we have the right attitude it can turn our problems into blessing there was a there was a statement that was made that goes this way every opportunity has a difficulty and every difficulty has an opportunity. Look at that. That's the catch. In every difficulty, there's an opportunity. And in every opportunity, there is a difficulty. <laughs> so, which means if we don't have the right attitude, we might miss the opportunity in any difficulty that we are going through. And and somebody you know, was asked about the difference between opposition and opportunity. And the answer he gave was that our attitude towards it will determine our attitude towards the circumstance we are facing will determine whether we see it as opportunity or as an obstacle. For example, you know David emerged as a great leader during the time of crisis when Goliath was threatening the, 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 the nation of Israel. That was when David emerged as a great leader the book of Luke 21 verse 13 Jesus Christ speaking to the disciples he said but it will turn out for your testimony look at that so whatever you are going through during the time of difficulty if you don't lose that if you have the right attitude it will turn out for your testimony and I want to I want to encourage somebody this morning that what you are going through it will turn out for your testimony in the name of Jesus so, our attitude can turn our problems into blessings. Into blessing. In there was a statement that was made that great leaders emerge when crisis occurs. Look at that. Great leaders always emerge when crisis occurs. And that's why anytime we are facing any crisis in our life, we must not run away from it. We must confront it and overcome it. Look at Moses, for example. When God wanted to liberate his people from Egypt, God called Moses and said, Moses, I'm sending you back to Egypt to go and be the deliverer for my, for my people. Although Moses at first did not want to go because he was on the wanted list in the, in, the, in, the, in the land of Egypt before he left. He killed somebody and Pharaoh wanted to kill him. That was why he left. He ran away as a fugitive. So when God told him to go back, he was, he was like, no, no, I was on the wanted list. My, my, my photograph is all, all over the place, all over the billboard. If I should enter into Egypt, I might be arrested. I might be killed. I don't want to go and face Pharaoh. But thank God that he has a positive attitude to go back. Because I didn't mean that Moses did not change his attitude. He would not have gone back to Egypt. And through that, the leader in him emerged. I pray for someone in the name of Jesus. What you are going through right now that you that seems to be a difficult situation, that seems to be a difficult time, God will use it to bring out the leadership in you in the name of Jesus. And let me give us uh, two more and then we'll go and pray. Our attitude can give us an uncommon positive perspective about life. That's the fifth point. Our attitude can give us uncommon positive perspective. About life, for example, when David faced Goliath in uh, in in First Samuel chapter uh, seventeen, First Samuel chapter seventeen, you know, from verse forty-five to verse forty-eight, you know, David saw Goliath as an opportunity to 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 wipe out shame from the land of Israel. David, as, as a matter of fact see Goliath as too big for him to miss and that was why he said where is that man where is that Goliath I'm ready ready to face him." whereas other people see Goliath as too big for them to fight that was why Saul was afraid all the armies of Israel they were afraid they all went into hiding they didn't want to confront Goliath but David saw Goliath as somebody too big for him to miss. Because of his right attitude. So our attitude can give us. Uncommon positive perspective. For example. Joseph. After you know, God used him. To bring an end. To famine in the land of Egypt. And his brothers also came. To the land of Egypt to buy corn. You know, in the long run. Look at what Joseph told them. In Genesis 50 verse 20. But as for you. You meant evil against me but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Look at that. Joseph told his brothers that all the difficulty I went through, although you meant it against me for evil, but God used it to save many lives. So instead for Joseph to have a bitter experience or to consider the experience he has gone through to be a bitter one, He considered it as an opportunity to save many lives. He had the correct perspective about life because of the positive attitude that he had. Then number six, our attitude is not automatically good because we we are a religious person. Our attitude is not automatically good because we are A religious person. I want us to take note of that. Our attitude is not automatically good because we are a religious person. Even people that don't go to church, sometimes they could they could have a right attitude. But we are at a better advantage as Christians. Because the Bible already told us in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. In fact, if you are reading that, Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 from New Living Translation, the Bible says you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. And what what were the attitudes of Christ? Attitude of immunity, attitude of forgiveness, attitude of obedience, attitude of submission, attitude of holiness, and, and many others. So, the fact that we are religious doesn't mean that we will always have the right attitude. So this is a it, it's a matter of what we decide to do as Christians. Do we want to have a right attitude? We can decide that from this morning henceforth, we want to have a positive attitude about life. And if we decide otherwise, it will affect us. For example, in Daniel chapter 6, from verse 14 to 18, you know, the king that Put Daniel in the lion's den. He didn't want to do it. But he was forced to do it. And when he eventually commanded that Daniel should be put in the lion's den. The Bible says this king prayed for Daniel the whole night. He did not allow any music to be played for him. He he was praying and fasting for Daniel. And this was an unbeliever. He even had the right, he he had the right attitude. He put, he placed the interest of Daniel above his own principle, above his own law. Although he was forced to to sign a law that would implicate Daniel. But after he did, you know, put Daniel in, in Lion's Den, he was the one that was praying for him. In fact, when Daniel was going to the Lion's Den, he told Daniel, he said, in verse uh, Daniel chapter six, <laughs> excuse me, <coughs> in Daniel chapter six verse sixteen, you know the king told Daniel, he said, "I know that your God, whom you serve continually, will deliver you." What 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 a right attitude! And this was unbeliever. So the fact that we are religious does not mean that we always have the right attitude, even unbelievers. If they decide, they can also have this, they, they can also have a right attitude. A right attitude. I pray that God will help us in Jesus' name. The same thing with Jonah. You know, in Jonah chapter 1, from verse 12 to 14, do you know that the sailors, the captains of the ship, they did not want to throw Jonah into the sea? The Bible says they tried to control the ship. Even after Jonah told them that it was the cause of the problem, they tried to control the ship. And after some time, after they tried and they couldn't, you know, they couldn't control the ship anymore. They now they now turned to God and said, "God, we don't want an innocent blood to be upon us. But if if this is how you want it to be, we are going to throw him into the sea." And that was when they now threw Jonah into the sea. Those people have the right attitude. They didn't want to do something wrong intentionally. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. I want us to go and pray. I want us to go and pray. We have considered the power of the right attitude. In life, if we want to rise up, in life, if we want to succeed, we must have the right attitude. I want us to cry unto God this morning that God will help us to overcome every negative mindset, every negative attitude of our life. I want us to open our mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let me be delivered from every negative mindset. Lord, Help me to overcome every negative mindset in the mighty name of Jesus. I will begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you will help us to overcome every negative mindset in the name of Jesus. Negative mindset about what you have called us to do. Negative mindset about our assignment, about our life mission. Lord, we pray that you will give us the grace to overcome it. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to open our mouth and say, Father Lord, help me to cultivate the right attitude toward everything you have called me to do. Help me to cultivate the right attitude towards everything that you have called me to do. Especially from this week, henceforth, shall we begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for the grace to cultivate the right attitude toward everything that you have called us to do. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, give us the grace. Give us the grace to cultivate the right attitude. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to open our mouth. We are going to cry unto God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let every plan of the devil to cause me to fail in every assignment you have given to me. Lord, from this morning henceforth, let his plan begin to fail in the name of Jesus. I will not fail in my assignment. I will not fail in my life mission. In the name of Jesus, I will begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that every plans of the devil to cause us to fail in our life assignment, in our life mission, let that attempt begin to fail. In the name of Jesus, we shall not fail in the assignment you have called us to do. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to open our mouth and say, Father Lord, help me to see the opportunity in every difficulty that I'm going through. In every challenges, in every trials I'm going through, help me to see the opportunity in it. Shall we begin to pray? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray that you will open our eyes to see the opportunity in every obstacles. To see the opportunity in every difficulty that we are going through. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, help us, help us, help us to see opportunity. In, in what other consider to be a difficult task? In what other consider to be to be an opposition? In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to pray this one more prayer point before we ask, we, we ask for the Holy Spirit power. We are going to cry unto God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as I go in this week, let every giant... Before me, giant that we want to stop my progress, giant that we want to stop my assignment, let them begin to fall in the mighty name of Jesus. I will begin to pray for in the name of Jesus, as we go in the journey of this week. Let every giant, every giant that we want to stop our progress, let them begin to fall before us in the mighty name of Jesus. We refuse to bow to giant of failure. We refuse to bow to a giant of opposition. We refuse to bow to a giant of discouragement. In the name of Jesus, we pray that as we go in this week, every giant will bow before us. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to take the last prayer point. We are going to cry to God for power of Holy Ghost. I mentioned something, the last point, that when it comes to attitude, even unbelievers who don't have Christ, Sometimes they can choose to have the right attitude. And I gave us two examples. I gave us the example of the captains of the ship. You know, they didn't want to intentionally throw Jonah into the sea. They tried to control the boat. They tried to control the ship. And afterward, they 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 say they told God in Jonah chapter one from verse 12 to 14 that we don't want this man's blood to be upon us. But if this is what will please you, if this is your will, we are going to obey. And the true Jonah into the sea. I want us to pray. You know, I want us to ask God to fill us with the Holy Ghost. You know, when God empowers us with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit will help us to have a positive attitude in every situation that we are going through. You know, the Holy Spirit will shine the light of God upon our hearts, you know, to see the good in every bad to see the opportunity in every difficulty. I want us to open our mouth and lift up our voice and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as I will be going the journey of this week, empower me by your Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus Christ. I will begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that as we go in the journey of this week, let us be empowered by your Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, let your Holy Ghost fill us afresh. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, empower us by your Spirit. In the name of Jesus, we shall overcome all challenges of life. We shall overcome every battle of life in this week with the help of the Holy Ghost in us. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.
1: Are, yesterday, today and What you say is what you do. You never faithful till the end Faithful God I worship you I worship you You're too faithful to fail me You're too faithful to disappoint me You've proven